Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over nine years, we've been asking the Franchipreneurs one-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and boy, do we have a great show for you today. We're meeting with award-winning marketing professional, lecturer, and teacher, Dr. John Tantillo. And Dr. Tantillo, a.k.a. the Marketing Doctor, is a trained applied research psychologist who is internationally known for his expertise at diagnosing the factors that impact target markets. The marketing doctor wants to share his knowledge with individuals and businesses so they'll benefit from his modern marketing principles. Dr. Tantillo is a branding editor for Fridge Magazine, and Fridge Magazine is a business magazine all about practical guides and strategies for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Dr. Tantillo is also the author of the popular book, People Buy Brands, Not Companies, and Udemy online course, Go Brand Yourself with Dr. John Tantillo, The Secrets of Branding for Personal and Professional Success. He's also the former radio talk show host of Brand Talk and a contributor to Fox News Opinion Page, a go-to expert for BBC on a range of marketing issues, and frequently appears on national media, which includes Cavuto, Fox & Friends, MSNBC's Weekend Live with Alex Witt, ABC News, and Fox News Live. He's widely known as the marketing doctor for his outspoken adherence to the marketing concept, which has been defined as the essential role of marketing as a vehicle to identify and satisfying consumer needs. He's also been particularly outspoken about what he perceives as the money wasted on Super Bowl advertising. We're going to talk to Dr. John Tantilla about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept? or grow your franchise business. Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. 
franchise teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over nine years we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and I am really excited about today's show. And I kind of compare it to being a big New York Yankee fan and interviewing the great Joe DiMaggio or Mickey Mantle, or if you're Catholic and getting to speak with the Pope. If you're a marketing person or a professor, the person that you want to speak with is the great Dr. John Tantillo. We're meeting with award-winning marketing professor, professor, professional lecturer and teacher, Dr. John Tantillo. Hi, Dr. Tantillo. How are you? Welcome to the show. Okay, Marty. I, I should call you Dr. McDermott. I just, well, can you hear me okay? Everything I, hear you, I hear you great. I hear you great, Dr. Oh, Tantillo. Well, let me get this out. If my mother were alive, she would say to you, uh, Dr. McDermott, don't give uh, my son Johnny that much praise because it will only make his head that much bigger. So, oh, well, that's okay. Well, uh, hopefully she, she, on her behalf. <laughs> she, that's great. Well, she's in heaven today, John, and she's looking down and she's listening to this interview right now, isn't she? Uh, yes, and she's probably telling me everything that I'm doing wrong. And, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, uh, you know, we, what we're going to do, uh, today is we're going to talk about brands. And, yes. uh, there are three, uh, important personal brands in my life that made me who I am. My mother, who gave me this big personality, yeah. my father, God bless his soul, who uh, taught me uh, how to work hard, and my aunt, Anna, who gave me the little class that I have and my um, my uh, uh, sensitivity when I, when I have my eyes open just to treat people the way uh, I would like to be treated. So those are three 
personal brands that um, uh, that really affected me and molded me and made me the professional that I am and person that I am today. But um, anyway, I'm here to answer any questions that you may have on a subject that I am most passionate about. I just I know you are. And, and by the way, John, I'm very respectful of your time. I know you only have about 20 minutes with us today, so you know I, I'll kind of like jump right into it. I mean, how did you sure. get involved in marketing? Because you know you didn't start off in marketing, did you? No, I started off as a psychologist and um, oh. as a research psychologist, and I was um, I was in my last year of graduate school, yeah. and uh, I said to myself, do I really only want to be involved in psychology? And the answer was no. So I took a yeah. marketing course with one of the greats at that time, her name was Dorothy Cohen, and wow. uh, she her she was uh, at Hofstra University, and she was an expert on the legal parts of marketing. And what I did is I uh, sat in on the class, and I also got credit for the class, and I fell in love with marketing, and I had wow. never taken a, a marketing course and. There it was, and then I I took a number of uh, other graduate courses in marketing, and um, here I am, and uh, that's how that's how it all started. And the thing that hooked me, and I kind of still talk about this today, and that is that marketing is not about you; it's about your customer, and it's all yeah. about satisfying needs. And um, and that's really the hook. It's not pushing products and services on people that they don't want, all right? right? It's actually identifying what it is that they do want and then giving it to them. And all that's about really – it's all about benefits. And if you take a look at that – uh, you know, um, it, it begins, it's a great model for understanding uh, a number of products and services and why they are, in fact, successful. And, you know, uh, uh, you know you, you're going to, you, you have here, um, uh, you've asked me to talk maybe a little bit about McDonald's. Yes. And I just love McDonald's. And let me identify what I love about McDonald's. I, as you, I think you know, and if, if our listeners don't know a little bit about me, I love fine restaurants. Yes. I just love going to New I, I live in New York City. I'm based in New York City, and I just love going to fine restaurants. And yet I like McDonald's, and people say, how could you like McDonald's? <laughs> I mean, you know, the That's food great. there is at best mediocre. You don't go there for the food. That's you fantastic. You go there for the service. Right. You go because you're going to get a reliable product. They have a decent cup of coffee. I would say a very good cup of coffee. And yep. what has happened to them in recent uh, months, this last quarter, because what did they do? That breakfast that everybody right. loved. Is come made the brand come back. It's and amazing, that's isn't it? That's what it's about. 
satisfying the needs. So when people say, how could you go there when you're a foodie? Because it delivers what I want. And and not right. only that, when I was out in Arizona this past week, my uh, surrogate grandson, mm-hmm. uh, Donovan, I took to McDonald's because he loves McDonald's and his Happy Meal. That's great. It's, it's like, uh, it's clockwork. And, um, you know, I, that's why you go. You go because it satisfies the need. And as long as you know what that need is, which is service, that I'm going to get a reliable product quickly right. and at a good price, that's what it's all about. And that's why it's such a great brand. Not that the food is bad. I don't think it's, right. it's a bad. I think it's a good product. It's a solid mm-hmm. product when all is said and done. And anyway, so that so that's that's my uh, my uh, take on uh, on McDonald's. On McDonald's, they've had. I mean, they've had so many different lives. And you know, use the term. And, and I love this term, John. And I and I've and I've stolen this. For, with my students, you know, you call it a brand over. I think there's a lot of franchisors that can really learn a lot from McDonald's because you're right. I mean, like six months ago or a year ago, you know, there was an article saying, you know, is this the end of McDonald's or is this the beginning of the end for McDonald's? Oh. And they keep doing this yes. brand over concept, and it works, doesn't it? Yes. Well, see, a brand. See, it's I, and this is why psychology uh, played such a great part in my professional development as well as my personal development. Uh, You know, uh, if you go to the media, they all like to talk about makeovers. And the problem with a makeover is a makeover is external. It changes uh, the packaging. It changes maybe uh, the ingredients. But it really doesn't get down to what it what what we call in marketing the core product features. What is the what is the essential characteristic that makes the brand different from everything else? In other words, it's the soul of the brand, right. as opposed to the packaging or the external, which is what I, which the media would call a makeover. Makeovers are external, while a brand over is internal. And so, what McDonald's really did here is it got back to what they do well, which is not only uh, a decent hamburger, okay, mm-hmm. but they also do people can identify with this breakfast. And especially today, if you take a look at uh, the nutritional uh, 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 facts uh, on their on their uh, sausage uh, on right. the, uh, on a biscuit, there it's it's you know you're under 500 calories. Sure, the fat content might be a little high, but I mean you, you, it's not it's not a Big Mac. Okay, right. so you're in the you're in, under the 500 calorie. Uh, the breakfasts are under the 500 calorie. Uh, uh, and 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 today, I don't care who it is. Everyone's worried about their waistlines, 
Uh, and so this is uh, this is really smart marketing, you know, and responding to the marketplace, and that's why I love them so much. You know, I and, was a you know, diehard fan. You, you, you had a radio show, John, Brand Talk, you know, and, and I was the biggest fan. You, you, you had your own, you know, show in New York, and, and it was a great yeah. show, and I, and I keep trying to talk you to come back and doing it. But it talked a lot about, you know, personal branding, didn't it? And, you know, how can, yeah. how can our listeners um, – what brands can our listeners learn from, and, and how can they go about branding themselves? Okay, well – See, I had a concept, and I still have this concept, and mm-hmm. I try to when I when I do my ex, uh, executive coaching or my professional coaching, uh, this is what it is. In the in the way that Fortune 500 companies have in fact uh, used the principles of marketing to package their products and services. I believe that you can use those same techniques to go Mm -hmm. brand yourself, and that's the secret. So that if you look at yourself as a product or service, and remember this basic concept, it's not about you. It's about your employer. It's about your, uh, your customer. You can begin to respond to the needs of either your customer or your boss or those people that are employing you so that you, in fact, satisfy the needs that they have with real outcomes. Not outcomes that you think they want, but outcomes that they have, in fact, identified as what they uh, they want you to do. And right. if you do that, you will be really, uh, really successful. I think you and I spoke about this too on your show one time too, John. Is you know one of the benefits of personally branding yourself is that opportunities find you, don't they? I mean, I mean, look at your life. Yeah. You know, I mean, all the phone calls that you get on a daily basis. You know, is, is people? You know, they they hear your name, they know who you are, and these opportunities find you. You don't have to go out and find them, do you? Uh, well, uh, but see, what you can never do is uh, is just assume that. Uh, what right. you have to do is you oh, and that, that which leads me to another secret: always be branding, mm, always yeah. be positioning, always be looking for what uh, uh, people or customers. Right. Want. And things change. And I don't have right. to tell you, uh, Dr. McDermott, that today what happens is that things change in an instant. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you don't have those cat like reflexes, you're gonna be uh you're gonna be uh lost uh in the dust. And uh you can't you, you can't do that. Let, I I'll give you an example. Yeah. I just got off the phone with a printer. Um, you know, uh, they do presentation folders, and it's a great company. They're down in um, uh, Virginia, and I've been working with them for years. They make presentation folders, and that's what they—that's their—that's their niche market. But right. you know, as we were talking about, how many people use collateral materials today? You know, yeah. how many people? Think we we've all gone to digital. A lot of it. So the right. question is, is, how do you respond to that changing, to that changing marketplace? 
that people don't use uh, folders, what they call presentation right. folders, to put your materials in. Well, you uh, you do that by uh, perhaps uh, helping people to uh, design things. You become more uh, of a design service business and less of a print-based business. That's how you do it. And then you gotta and and uh, and uh, and think that way, all right. And make your company right. much more um, flexible in the way mm-hmm. you, in fact, business by making those price points even more competitive than they were years ago. You're very big too, John. You know, one of the things I learned from you is, is you know, using all types of media, right? I mean, you know, it seems like the focus today is it's all you hear about, or I seem to hear about in marketing is just everyone just wants to talk about social media, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it in just a moment. But you should still use all types of media, shouldn't you? Well, that's called integrated marketing, okay? Right. And I go. mean, uh, look at, I, 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 you know, I may be, I, I may be jumping the, the uh, jumping ahead here, but. Just take a look at Super Bowl advertising. Yes, I want to talk about that. And the way they now are beginning to uh, they they change their tactics when it comes mm-hmm. to Super Bowl ads. Remember, it used to be a secret of sure. what the ads going to be. Yes, I do. And now what they've done is you're previewing them before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Why? Exactly. It's crazy. Because Reach, and when when it comes to advertising, it comes to marketing, there are two concepts in advertising. There's reach and there's frequency. Reach is how many eyeballs are going to see the ad, which is nice, but eyeballs don't a sale make because you've got to see the the, the done ad at least ten times before it sinks in. For the most it's, part, so exactly. that it's got to be seen a number of times. You know, I, I like to also, uh, you know, bring up years ago there was the famous Super Bowl uh, Star Wars ad with the little boy uh, uh, the, uh, that was Darth Vader, and when you asked the per- the folks what product that was about, no one could. No one knew. That it was Volkswagen. <laughs> crazy, isn't it? They loved the ad, but they right. couldn't remember the brand. That's I mean, fantastic. just nonsense. So, right. so what you got to do is uh, what I'm trying to get to is that when you're doing a campaign, uh, what they call an integrated marketing campaign, you got to do advertising as well as social media, sure. as well as publicity, as well as sales promotion. Super Bowl ads are now doing, of course, sales promotion. They're doing contests, right? right? Give me the right. best uh, uh, ad. Create for me the best ad, and we'll put it on this. Uh, we'll put it on the Super Bowl. These are uh, are ways that you integrate different tactics because one tactic doesn't a sale make. And that's, right. and that's what we're learning. In, in to, and so social media is a great reinforcer in terms of after you've seen uh, or, or become aware of a brand name, then I could go on the Internet 
Google it and and see what people right. are talking about. B A T A. People are talking about what brand, and that's why where social media becomes as an instigator, unless they uh, may or may not, uh, in fact, uh, uh, be as effective. And and you know, here's something else, uh, Doctor McDermott. From the beginning of time, people love to think that their area of expertise mm-hmm. is the most important. So when I sure. back when I was a psychologist, clinical psychologists thought that they were most important. Behavioral right. psychologists wouldn't talk to the clinical psychologists because what do they know? The right. psychodynamic everybody's gotta okay? Now right. you go in the marketing area <laughs> In the marketing circles, marketing people don't talk to the communications people or the the public relations people. The public relations people think the marketing people uh, don't know what they're doing. Right. Uh, Don't understand. So what I'm basically saying today is the hot new tactic is social media. And they generally do not have a background in marketing. They generally have a background in communications. And since there are a lot of journalists, that are not um, that are not uh, working these days. They thought this is where uh, this crew has gone. It's interesting, um, you know, uh, to, to take a look at the different different fields and what uh, how they attract different uh, disciplines. And uh, that that's but but look, uh, please, uh, you know, I have. Uh, a modest uh, 2,200 LinkedIn connections and over mm-hmm. 5,000, about 5,000 Facebook friends and, uh, you know, so, wow. uh, and Twitter I'm still working on. Uh, you know, I got about, about 1,400 there. But, and I'm not saying that it's not important. It is important. Right. What right. I'm saying is that let's not forget about the other stuff. Exactly. It's so important. And you're currently, John, you're, you're the branding editor for Fridge Magazine. Could you tell us a little bit about Fridge Magazine? Because I, I know you have well, just a couple minutes great, left. But for our um, entrepreneurs out there, uh, Fridge Magazine is the magazine for entrepreneurs, for young entrepreneurs that want to learn um, uh, everything there is to learn about marketing. And I'm the branding and um, a branding and marketing editor. So I I bring to the uh, to the to the uh, group um, uh, marketing and uh, brand stories. Right. And uh, I I you know I, I for example one of the uh, articles that I've written are, are is uh, ten things that Donald Trump can teach us. Even though you may not like Donald Trump, right? What is he teaching? What can he teach us as an entrepreneur? Sure. So that so that that's and, and the question we have is uh, we like to ask is what's in your fridge? What, in other words, what tactic that you have in your uh, fridge? And Fridge Magazine helps helps you to identify those things that you need. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Dr. Santillo, for our listeners to get more information on you? I mean, I know you're all over well, social media, but uh, are there a couple of different places sure. they can go to? Hey, well, you could go to my website, which is themarketingdoctor.tv, 
And okay. we're going to be doing a, uh, um, a brand over there on the website. So you're going to see uh, within the next week or two a, a new, exciting um, uh, website. And you can also get me at wow. Doc at johntantillo.com. That's easy enough. Doc at johntantillo.com. And I'd be more than happy to, to talk with you, either Skype or by phone, and we can get this done. That is fantastic. I want to thank you again, Dr. Tantillo. You know, we love you, and I think you're great. And uh, I can't wait to have you on the show again. This is a real privilege for me Anytime, to know that. Anytime, uh, Marty. Love to the family. And you I just, got it. Uh, can't talk. I can't say enough good things about you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Tantillo. You're wonderful. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear from Joseph Berger, and Joseph is the president of You Got Maze, and Joseph said something on the show that we haven't heard, interesting enough, in 650 shows. He described franchising as an open book, but we're going to let Joseph explain why, so here we go. You were kind of like, I guess you could say you're almost like born into franchising, Joseph. I mean, you've been exposed to it, it seems like, most of your life. Um, what do you What do you like most about franchising? Yeah, and you're right. I ha- I've been around franchising for a while. I I I, st- I like to tell people I started when I was seven. I started answering phones and folding boxes at Domino's. Worked at started at twenty five cents an hour with a free soda, uh, as much as I could drink, and worked up from there. Uh, and what I love about it, what we do, uh, I, I see where entrepreneurship, where small business ownership, has helped my family. You know, my right. my dad's from yeah. Northeast Philly, uh, row homes. Uh, my mom wasn't much better off, and they've been able to really just turn their, you know, turn their stars around right. and right. build a really good life for all of us. And I love working with franchisees because I, I get to be a part of them doing that for their family, and that's just inspiring every right. day. That's yeah, it's inspiring what you just said, Joseph. Because you know, I know that area, you know, of Philadelphia. I get down to Philly, you know, every so often, and, and I think you're right. You know, it's it's one of the things that impresses me too, Joseph, is that you know, a lot of people, I think they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to, right? And I think franchising, you know, allows them that ability to become an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Absolutely. One of the things I like, we like to say in the process is like, you know, imagine you have to t- you have to take a really hard test, and this test determines like everything. Right. But 
You know, if you're with if you're doing it with a franchise, it's open book. Right. We've already made right. the mistakes. We've already found the opportunities. We've we've laid out all the processes, uh, and we hone it every day. I mean, all of our our new idea we still are updating. It's never going to be done. Uh, we're getting all of our great ideas from our franchisees now. But you can start off with that rather than, you know, opening your doors and like, how, how do I get maids? How do I get clients? Right. How do I keep them? Right. That's terrific. I've never heard that analogy in, in 650 shows, Joseph, but it makes sense. You know, I like how you, you called franchising an open book, you know, because you're right. You know, when a lot of people do get into entrepreneurship, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they just don't know, you know, and they make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes that mis- some of those mistakes you know, are detrimental to, you know, their business. So, um, you know, to call it an open book, I, I think that's I think that's really very clever. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Joseph Berger of You Got Maids, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, simply go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and go to our Cleaning category, or you can simply go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast, our Great Quotes of Franchising podcast, such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.